This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome back to the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, the 26th day of July, 2023. The question of the day. Why did the COVID variants suddenly stop? Where'd they go? Where are they? Aren't we overdue for a resurgence of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus? That's what the medical experts like Dr. Fucci said. We'll be subjected to variant after variant. Oh, is it because Joe Biden cured COVID? No, he claims he cured cancer. Remember when Biden said he would shut down the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus, but he would not shut down the economy? He, of course, was wrong on both parts. The China virus is still out there, and Biden did ruin the economy. Remember? 41-year high inflation, which continues to this day. Rising interest rates, empty shelves, supply chain shortages, people out of work, whole industries shut down because of Biden and the Democrats. The same number of people are dying from COVID every day in the U.S. right now as died from COVID in the same month last year. The difference? Biden declared an end to the emergency on television, so he and his willing accomplices in the mainstream leftist progressive liberal woke media simply don't talk about it anymore. If you don't talk about it, it goes away, right? Wrong. Hospitals are seeing patients. People are dying from COVID in July of 2023, despite what Joe Biden has lied to you about. Biden and the Democrats, along with their cohorts in the media, are simply not reporting the medical facts, the science. But with all the Biden crime family stories starting to leak out, to squeeze out, to sneak out like a shart in your pants, never be fooled by a fart, it's only a matter of time before they pull out another variant so they can lock us down, lock up the media reporting, so we don't get to see the impending impeachments of Joe Biden. Remember, Biden said he's cured cancer. And if you don't believe that, I want you to listen to this clip. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why, and we can. We'd end the cancer as we know it. We'd end the cancer as we know it. We'd end the cancer as we know it. Now I'd like to see your president, gropey Joe Biden, be man enough to look a cancer patient in the eyes today and tell them that lie to their face. I wish he could be man enough to tell a child with leukemia or lymphoma or a woman with cervical cancer or a man with prostate cancer that we've cured cancer during his administration. It hasn't happened. It is not going to happen. Not anytime soon. But the media will have you believe that Joe Biden has cured COVID and now Joe Biden has somehow cured cancer. The web publication Rare posted a piece detailing Joe Biden's lies yesterday. It begins, when President Joe Biden delivered a bizarre and confusing speech from the White House on Tuesday, the speech was supposed to ironically center around access to mental health resources. But during the speech, Biden falsely claimed that he and his administration have, quote, ended cancer as we know it. We end the cancer as we know it. Unquote. Biden made this eyebrow-raising comment during a speech about access to mental health care being expanded at the White House 
where mental health care needs to be expanded, he discussed his commitment to tackling the nation's mental health crisis as part of what he's calling the unity agenda. There's your president, Joe Biden. And as if lying about curing COVID and curing cancer wasn't enough, as if lying about reducing the deficit, which he's been saying, and it's an absolute lie, isn't enough, as if lying about gas prices isn't enough, as if lying about inflation isn't enough, lying about Ukraine isn't enough, lying about Republicans isn't enough, Biden has actually now stated publicly that he's cured cancer. What an absolute fantasy land this clown is living in. This moment follows a confusing speech that Biden delivered with camel toe Harris. The confused, gropey Joe Biden began the speech with a strange grin, telling the audience, before I say even more what's on my mind, I'm now gonna leave this podium. What? Before I say what's more is on my mind, I'm now gonna leave this podium. <laughs> before I say what's more is on my mind, I'm now gonna leave this podium. Hearing is believing, right? The president is obviously lost, lost in his own mind. It is well past time for the 25th Amendment. This guy needs to go. I cannot believe that Joe Biden truly thinks that he has cured cancer. But during that same speech, he claims that only a hundred people have died in America from COVID. Take a listen to this rambling. And there's still, we're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic, as I mentioned, of over 100 people dead. That's 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. Every single loss, there are so many people left behind and brokenhearted. Now, you could understand if he at first said 100 people dead, but then he came back and said 100 empty chairs around the kitchen table. How big is the kitchen table at Joe Biden's palatial mansion? That would be my question. How can he declare a crisis, then shut down an economy, illegally require employees to wear masks, take the blood clot causing vaccines, give immunity to the vaccine companies who we will find in the future will have ended up killing millions and destroy all of those lives, declare a disaster, a crisis over 100 Americans? We're supposed to trust and believe the words of the leader of the free world, right? But how can we when every single word and phrase that comes out of his mouth are lies? Wait a minute, this just in. Biden supporters say Joe Biden was actually correct when he said over 100 deaths from COVID. Because actually it was over 100. It was over a million, actually. But that is technically still over 100 deaths. I rate that person's attempt at defending Gropey Joe as 100% false because Gropey Joe said that's 100 empty chairs around your kitchen table. I only have eight chairs around my kitchen table. That must be one hell of a huge table at the Biden mansion. Meanwhile, according to the World Health Organization, there were 1,127,152 deaths of COVID in the US between January 3rd, 2020 and July 19th, 2023. So let's do some quick racist math here, since all math is racist in the Biden administration's eyes. 
1,127,000 deaths minus about 220,000 deaths under Donald Trump means that Joe Biden has actually, according to the World Health Organization, presided over nearly 1 million COVID deaths on his watch. Where are those facts on the evening news as people continue to die of the Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus here in the United States? As the incompetent Alzheimer's patient in the White House failed miserably in reading a speech, even though he has a new larger print-sized font on his larger teleprompter screens and his enlarged note cards, when he tried to perpetuate the lies of systemic racism in America, President Joe Biden screwed the pooch when trying to dedicate a monument to a dead black boy. Emmett Till, if you don't already know, was a black African-American 13% hyphenated minority boy who was allegedly abducted, tortured, and lynched in Mississippi way back in 1955 at the age of 14. He was accused of offending a white woman named Carolyn Bryant in her family's grocery store. Now, I'm sure Emmett Till was a good child, a good boy who did nothing wrong never who went to church on Sunday and sang up in the choir. Emmett Till was accused of flirting with, inappropriately touching, or whistling at Miss Bryant in her family's grocery store way back in 1955, almost a hundred years ago. So now, because Joe Biden needs to continue the race war in America in order to pander for votes, he's decided that this black child needs a monument, a statue, isn't this the same race-baiting president who called for all the white statues and monuments to be torn down? Of course it is. Listen to this idiotic, pandering, rambling, incoherent rhetoric. A feeble attempt by a failing president who cannot even pronounce the full name of Emmett Till and his mama. Today we join together as I sign a proclamation designating Emmett Till and Mamie Till Mobley National Monument in both Illinois and the Mississippi. At a time when there are those who seek to ban books, bury history, we're making it clear, crystal, crystal clear. While darkness and denialism can hide much, they erase nothing. They can hide, but they erase nothing. We can't just choose to learn what we want to know. We have to learn what we should know. We should know about our country. We should know everything, the good, the bad, the truth, of who we are as a nation. Now, not only does Gropey Joe insult the Till family by mispronouncing the mother's name and fumbling over trying to pretend he actually gives a damn, he has to pander to the black community in order to ensure that he continues to get Democrat votes. So how does he do so? He embraces the Blafrican media. Take a listen to this rambling, pandering set of crap. The reason the world saw what Mrs. Till Mobley saw was because another hero in this story, the black press. Oh, I'm serious. Jet Magazine. The Chicago Defender and other newspapers and radio announcers who told the story were unflinching 
and the bravery with which they told that story, making sure America saw, saw what they saw. The proclamation I'm signing establishes the Emmett Till, Mamie Till Mobley National Monument. Oh, if it wasn't for the courage of the black media, we wouldn't even know about Emmett Till getting killed after he verbally or physically assaulted a white woman in 1955. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Thank God for the black press. And of course, gropey Joe Biden is not the only idiot at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue embodying the living proof that the entire administration is a joke. The number two in more ways than one, number two, Camel Toe Harris has poorly attempted to explain the legislative branch of our government to Latinos, as if, in her mind, the Latino population is ignorant, uneducated, and she have a duty to tell them. But in fact, she has no clue. During a recent interview with Univision, the Latino cable news and cable entertainment outlet, Vice Resident Camel Toe Harris attempted to explain what the legislative branch of the United States government is all about. The legislative branch, of course, is represented by our two houses of Congress, the House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate, whose duties are defined clearly in Article I of the U.S. Constitution, something she has probably never read. Harris could not be that succinct, however, in her response. Our Vice President can be quoted as saying, is you have the power to decide who goes to the United States Congress. And it is the United States Congress that will ultimately either do it or not do it. Now tell me, bambinos and chicas, did you learn anything at all about Congress from that rambling word salad? But don't worry, my friends. There's more word salad coming out of Camel Toe Harris's house and her mouth. Take a listen. I see America as being a place where we are going to continue, all of us, to believe in all that is possible. And the Latinos at Univision are saying, and that means what to me? Now keep in mind, the Latino population thinks Camel Toe Harris is an idiot, but the Democrats think that Camel Toe Harris is an icon, despite the fact that she boasts the worst approval rating in vice presidential history the media continues to do their part trying to prop her up. But when she makes idiotic statements like this, it's hard to defend her. Reverend Wheeler Parkinson. <laughs> what did she even say? And not only is Camel Toe Harris the vapid airhead we all know her to be, she had the audacity to go on this long, tour through Florida and other states claiming that Florida is somehow racist, horribly racist, because the alleged new curriculum in the Florida middle school educational system dared to make a comment that slaves benefited from being slaves. They did, actually. Just yesterday in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us and we will not stand for it. We who share a collective experience in knowing we must honor history 
and our duty in the context of legacy. There is so much at stake in this moment. Our most basic rights and freedoms, fact versus fiction, foundational principles about what it means to be a democracy. It's not gaslighting, camel toe, when you're speaking the truth about an issue. And I was going to go on and give you my whole opinion on her lying, her gaslighting, trying to drum up support based on one line, one sentence in an overarching entire plan that actually promotes knowledge, history, and the full experience of blacks in America better than any other school system in the nation. Harris only wants to bash this because it's in Ron DeSantis's state and she can't stands no Ron DeSantis. But don't worry, my friends, it's not the only stupid thing that Camel Toe had to say this week. Despite President Biden's claims of higher wages, blue collar workers in America, especially those in Philadelphia where Mr. Biden gave a speech last week, feel that Bidenomics has not brought the promised improvements to their personal income, their personal finances, and they're stating they're still struggling to make ends meet. But before I get into that, I want you to hear Camel Toe Harris attempting and failing to explain Bidenomics. All of this is part of our blueprint together for what America can be. This is Bidenomics, a plan to invest in America and build a future in which all people can truly thrive. Listening to Kamala Harris trying to explain anything is like trying to listen to a fourth grader read their book report to a classroom of people who don't have the first foggiest idea of what she's talking about. Comments like, a circle is like a circle. It's like a round thing that looks like a circle, and that is why a circle is called a circle, so that I can explain it to you. This is what a circle looks like because it's circular, and it's round, and it looks kind of like a circle, and I like circles. <laughs> I can't do her cackle. I have no falsetto in my voice. The president, Joe Biden, visited Philadelphia, where he faced criticism from union workers who believe more needs to be done to address their personal financial challenges. The disconnect between Biden's lies and the workers' realities highlights the ongoing struggles faced by many in the current Bidenomics economic disaster in America. Gropey Joe Biden went to Philadelphia to pander to the unions, but the blue-collar workers there voiced their concerns and their disappointments. They rightfully stated that the president's policies and actions have not done nearly enough to uplift their wages or improve their financial situations. All right, enough of that. Let me get back to the lies that Camel Toe Harris is vomiting out of her cackling word hole. The fact that Vice President Kamala Harris continues to outright lie about what is the Florida social study standards is not surprising. The fact that so many in the media are giving her cover for her lies is a little disturbing. But the fact that even some former conservatives are giving her cover now is disgusting. On the show, The View, Alyssa Farah posted a picture of the standards which read, quote, Examine the various duties and trades performed by slaves. For example, agricultural work, painting, carpentry, tailoring, 
domestic service, blacksmithing, and transportation. Instruction includes how slaves developed skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. And then there was this tweet that said, Human beings were literally taken from their homelands against their will and sold into labor like animals at auction. It doesn't matter if they learned to code or learned astrophysics. It is the most dehumanizing institution and it's offensive to suggest there was any benefit to it. Okay, I want to break this down for you. The tweet says, Human beings were literally taken from their homelands against their will. The fact is, they weren't taken they were pushed out by their own rival tribesmen. We never went to Africa and rounded up black people and put them into bondage. It was done by their own kind. The tweet goes on to say it doesn't matter if they learned to code computers or learned astrophysics. It, slavery, is the most dehumanizing institution and it's offensive to suggest there was any benefit to it. It was dehumanizing. Black tribesmen defeated other black tribesmen, chained them up, marched them across the deserts and the jungles of Africa, and then sold them to black slave trades, who then sold them to black slave markets, who then sold them to landowners in the area now known as the United States of America. It wasn't the United States of America when all this was going on, not at first. The one thing that Camel Toe Harris, the Democratic political party, and vapid airheads like Alyssa Farah fail to understand is this. And you can quote me on this, my Truth Hurts program listeners. Black people, African people, who came to this continent as slaves, did so because black people defeated them in tribal battles. Black people tied up the losers in those tribal battles beat them down, marched them across the African continent, and then those black people sold the losing black tribesmen into slavery to black slave traders who then sold them at black-owned slave markets as a commodity. And then many were sold to black landowners in the 13 British colonies before the USA was the USA. The other glaringly obvious fact regarding black people and slavery in this land is this. If it were not for the skills taught to those ignorant, uneducated, uncivilized tribesmen who were sold by their own kind, those black tribesmen would have been killed in Africa by the winning tribes in that continent. Those black slaves had they not been sold into slavery by their own black brothers, would still be in Africa, killing each other in black tribe on black tribe violence, with black warlords rounding them up, killing them, raping their women, stealing their babies, and they would not have learned the skills that they attained here in this country, like reading, writing, math, carpentry, construction, farming methods, irrigation, painting, and any of the other things that they learned in this nation. They would be dead in Africa, fed to the lions. For anyone to say that there was no benefit accrued by blacks who came to this nation as a result of being sold as slaves by other black people 
is a denial of fact and refusal to accept that truth, the truth that they did indeed benefit, as did their offspring who continued to benefit from this piece of American history, well, my friends, that's just tough luck for you. If Camel Toe Harris truly believed in telling the entire story of black history in America, she would have no choice but to embrace this ugly truth. But her goal, like the goal of the Democratic political party, is to add fuel to the fire, to fan the flames, to perpetuate the perversion that this is some kind of horrible place for people to live, where we all live free. We all go to the same public schools to learn the same things. We all benefit from police and fire protection, a military to protect us against invaders and enemies, both foreign and domestic. All of this lie, perpetuated by Camel Toe Harris and the Democrats, is done for one purpose, one nefarious, devious, and quite obvious to most of us, purpose. All for a vote, a Democratic Party vote. If Camel Toe Harris told the real history of blacks in America, she would have no choice but to point out the fact that it was her own Democratic political party that was the party of slavery. Jim Crow was a Democrat. And the truth that the Republican Party and their president, Republican Abraham Lincoln, freed the slaves. It's simply a misreading of what the standards in that Florida curriculum say. The standards do not say that slaves benefited from slavery. The standards do say that some slaves were taught skills and that those slaves benefited from having those skills. Here is the truth. This is what the Library of Congress actually says, quote, It is important to remember, however, that while some enslaved people worked on large cotton plantations, others worked in other types of agriculture, including tobacco, hemp for rope making, corn and livestock. In southern cities, many worked at a variety of skilled trades as well as, as common laborers. It was not unusual for those working in the cities to put away enough money to buy their own freedom. Indeed, southern cities as well as many in the north had large free black populations." Unquote. When they came here, the victims of black violence in their native land of Africa, which they left not by choice, did not possess those skills. Those victims of black-on-black -black crime in Africa were sold into slavery by their own black counterparts and for the most part were uncivilized savages. The skills that they were taught to them by their, for lack of a better term, slave owners did benefit them in the long run. The benefactors, who did not all mistreat their legally purchased slaves, were teaching those slaves life skills, civilization skills, educational skills. Nothing in that passage, nothing in the Florida educational standards detracts from the fact that slavery was and is evil. It is patently false, however, to say that all slaves were unskilled. It is just as false to assume that all slaves were beaten and mistreated by their slave owners, black and white slave owners. Remember, there were quite a large number of black slave owners, black plantation owners. You don't beat a horse because it isn't fast enough. You don't beat a cow because the milk production is lower. 
and you don't beat your human servants who work for you because they simply slow down or stop working altogether if you do. If the true history of blacks and black slavery in America were told, if you were allowed to be taught what several black slaves and former slaves and descendants of slaves wrote in many publications, yes, there were some slave owners who were allegedly cruel, but most, according to black slaves, former slaves, and descendants of slaves in numerous publications you can find at the Library of Congress, most slave owners were benevolent, caring, even treated their slaves as part of the family. There were many slaves that did develop professional skills. Many were allowed to use those skills to earn money and buy their way to freedom. And when they got their freedom, many of them bought slaves. I don't want to get into this whole entire plantation theory, which shows that the slaves actually had it pretty good when you consider in the fact of free housing, free medical, free food, free clothing, and all of the other things that the slave owners provided, not to mention all of the education and skills training. I can understand that media idiots like Alyssa don't like Ron DeSantis. They want a different candidate to win the Republican nomination, but it does not give them a chance or a license to rewrite history. Wow, folks, we've run out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts program. Try and go out there and make it a great day. We've got so much more to talk about. We'll have to do it on the next one. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing because I speak the truth. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program is pre-recorded. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved.